is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, it's Jill. Welcome back to Be You. So... If you don't know how I podcast, if you're one of our newer listeners, first of all, welcome. So happy you're here. I want to share with you that, and it's pertinent to our conversation today, that I don't take notes. I don't prepare. I many times have no idea what I'm going to talk about until I, like a minute before I hit record. Although I have a list of ideas, it's got to feel right in the moment. And the reason I'm sharing that with you is because it reminds me of what's coming to me for this episode. It's not directly connected in an obvious way, but in a very nuanced, subtle way, it's very, very related and connected to the topic. And those subtle, nuanced ideas and awarenesses are many times way more powerful than we give them credit for. They're, you know, like under the covers, they're beneath the surface, but they're super powerful. And they might be under the covers and beneath the surface because we're hiding them (laughs) or we're hiding from them. So it appears to be a roundabout way, but it's also a very connected way of me telling you that what I'm excited to chat with you about today is the way that you and I, all of us, in whatever capacity, it varies day to day, season to season, person to person, lifetime to lifetime. But the ways that we hide the ways that we play small, the ways that we pretend not to know things. You know that there's a great question. What am I pretending not to know? That's a great one to write on your mirror in your bathroom. What am I pretending not to know? We say a lot, I don't know. Well, we actually do know. And the whole point is to unlearn, shed, unbecome, excavate, to remember and discover what the answer is because it it lies within us. Every personal development quest is to not improve and get better and be a better version of us, but to excavate the real version of us. That's what this whole podcast is about. But that also applies to every question that we are either pretending not to know the answer to, or we don't know the answer because the answer is in our subconscious. We're not pretending not to know. We really don't know the answer. But the thing is, we do know. It's just going to take some digging and the digging can, you know, sometimes look like years of work with trauma, et cetera. And it, it actually might also, the digging might be just pausing, breathing and asking ourselves what the answer is and it will come to us. So all of us do this. 
But is there something that comes to you right now when I say to you, what is something that you, for whatever reason, even if you don't feel fear around it, you don't feel afraid, but you feel stuck, you feel sort of paralyzed, you feel guarded, you feel hesitant, you might even actually feel afraid or worried too. What area of your life can you think of when I just say that bit? Are you hiding? Are you keeping the best of you, the zone of genius that you don't share often, your talents, your gifts, your secret desires? Like, oh, it'd be so cool to be an interior designer. Oh, I could never do that. I've always wanted to play guitar. Oh, I could never do that. Oh my gosh, who has time for that? Or what if it's something you're already doing and you just don't show it to anybody because the limiting beliefs come in? The beliefs of, I'm going to get judged. No one's going to really care. I'm going to feel embarrassed. I don't want to hear people's opinions about it. People might think that I'm being too much or that I'm tooting my own horn. It might look selfish. I'm not really sure how it's going to be received and that's not really what it's about, but I don't like doing things that I'm not good at, which by the way, underneath is everything else I just mentioned. Unless I can do it really well, I just don't think I want to do it or I don't want to do it publicly or in front of anyone or even tell anyone I'm doing it. It could be something as little as yoga. Like I really enjoy yoga. I like doing yoga. I openly talk about it with people. I invite friends to do it with me. It could be the way you show up on social media. Some of you listening, one of you right now listening is like, oh God, that's me. Like you have gifts you want to share. You have advice that you'd love to share. You have life wisdom, but you don't have a title. You're not a coach. You're not a therapist. You're not an influencer. People in your community know that you've been divorced or they know you filed for bankruptcy or they know that you've got a kid on drugs. So who are you to give advice or share wisdom? I saw this post on Instagram the other day and I loved it. And it was a reel by Mel Robbins. And she was talking about, in her opinion, what social media is for. Everyone, I mean, it doesn't mean she's right. Everyone has a different opinion, I'm sure. But I loved it. And she was saying something like, you know, your social media isn't for your friends. It's for you to express who you are, your unique self, so that if there's anyone out there in the world who's looking for that, who enjoys it, who needs to hear it, can find you. Now, I will elaborate on that and say, but you don't gotta, right? You don't have to help anyone. You don't have to, especially women. We always feel like we have to be in service to everybody. You don't. Your service to the world might just be healing your past and being present and finding your breath and loving yourself more. That might be your gift to the world. So no one has to do that. But if there are things that you would like to share, and maybe that's even, it's just like a picture of how you decorated your she shed. It doesn't matter what it is, but if you feel like you, you want to show people, but then there's the big butt, that's what you want to lean into. Lean into the butt. <laughs> that should be our tagline for this episode. Why you should lean into the butt. But, but that's right there where your medicine is. Anytime we hold back, anytime there's a butt, What's right next to that, around that, underneath that for sure, is our medicine. It's like a smoke signal. Oh, you might want to look at this. 
this is something that wants to be healed. This is something that deserves for you to take a look and lean into this. Don't have to, no pressure, but it'd be a really good idea. Not because you need to, not because you need to be fixed, not because you need to be better, but because it will make your life better. It will keep you on your life's journey and your purpose for this lifetime, the one that's destined for you. It will unlock things for you. You'll find things that you cannot find if you don't lean into that. Maybe it's not social media. Maybe you hesitate when you're having a conversation with a friend and you really feel called to share some life's wisdom. I'm not talking about unsolicited advice. I'm talking about something that really feels moving to you that you feel is really, really like on your heart that this person deserves to hear, but you don't because you're concerned about how it might be received or how you might be perceived. What if it's not a talent and it's not about that, but what if it's just about how you look, how you dress, what car you drive, how you interact with people in a store? Do you act like a thermometer or do you act like a thermostat? Do you go in with your high vibration and your high frequency and your compass of love and truth and joy and fun? And do you set the temperature for the room? Or do you dim that when you feel that no one else there is going to be receptive or match that temperature? Again, underneath all of this is some sort of fear, something connected. It always goes back to our childhood. (laughs) I mean, even if you had what you would think is a perfect childhood, it always goes back to trauma, always. Something we for sure probably don't remember. I just said for sure, probably. Something we likely do not remember. Maybe we do. Maybe it'll come to us quickly in a conversation with someone if we get asked the right questions or if we asked ourselves the right questions. But either way, there is something underneath that. But do you do that? Do you match the vibration of everyone around you? Or do you come in with your light shining brightly, not worried if someone needs to put sunglasses on or squint? Do you look at this lifetime and say, I've got one life that I know of, but one life right now that I will remember, one life I get to experience and I'm not wasting it. I'm not gonna just be me as in be the same me I've always been. I'm not gonna be me and say to the world, well, take it or leave it, this is me. Do you say, I'm going to be the me I was designed to be. I'm going to shed whatever I need to and sift through and peel back and uncover whatever I need to without treating myself like a personal development project, without making myself wrong. But I'm going to find my true essence and I'm going to walk through this world unapologetically as that bright, bright light of love and joy and peace, and fun, and creativity, and sensuality, and presence, and forgiveness, and happiness, and acceptance, and boundaries. What if for you it is about a talent? What if for you it is about a gift that you feel that you could possibly have if you got some help, you know, working on it, polishing it? It could be having a podcast. It could be writing a book. It could be writing a short story. It could be becoming a breathwork facilitator. It could be teaching dance, even if you don't know how to dance. It could be anything, but what is on your heart 
or what is something you already are good at and you want to share it, but you're not, or you're sharing it with a mask on or a few masks. When you look at people who are living the way I just described, bright light, high vibration, certainly not a perfect life because no one has one. So I want to be clear about that. They don't have to be rich. They don't have to be beautiful. They don't have to be, this is not about the superficial stuff. The person who lights up a room, the person who's so in love with their life, you know, at least one person, maybe you only know, actually, you might only know one person who lives like that because it's very rare. When you see the person who comes into the coffee shop or comes into your place of worship, or you see them in a store, or you see them on Instagram, and you might say, okay, Instagram is not the real world. But you know what I mean? You, when you smell it, you smell it. There's a lot of fake stuff out there. I'm talking about someone who is truly, truly being themselves, not giving an F what anyone thinks of that, but not doing that from a wounded place, not giving an F because they love themselves so much and they are truly so comfortable in their skin and they're so focused on love and peace and joy and high vibration that, I mean, it just doesn't matter what anyone says. You know, those people or that person Here's what you want to ask yourself. How do you feel when you're around them or when you see them? And what is the first thought that comes to your mind when you are around them, you're in their presence, or you see them, hear them, or see them on social media? Whatever your first thought is and whatever feeling you have, that right there is the smoke signal. That right there is the hint. That's the whisper. That's God, universe, source divine wisdom, isness, saying, Psst, over here, you get to heal this. Take a look at this. There's something here and it's not bad. It's for you. Just look. Do you feel intimidated? Do you feel jealous or envious? Do you feel itchy? Do you want to hurry up and get out of their presence? Do you feel so drawn to them that you feel or you might think, oh my gosh, I need to be around this person because I'm not that. Or do you say, this is so inspiring. I want more of this in my life. I want more people like this in my life. And damn it, I want this for me. And I want this to be me. I don't need the details. The details are irrelevant. I don't want to swap lives with this person, but I want that essence. I want to feel free. I want to be me. I want to love me. I want to choose joy. I want to forgive myself and other people. I want to be happy. I want to look great and feel great in my skin. I want to love myself so much that even if I don't look great and feel great, I'm a freaking badass. I've revealed before on the show that I know that one of my doses of medicine in this lifetime is looking at sexuality and sensuality, like seeing a woman, you know, who is comfortable with her sensuality and her sexuality and she expresses it. Why does that trigger me? Why does that make me afraid? Why do I feel envious of that? I'm a an avid watcher of a very superficial show and I have no problem telling you. I watch the many of the Real Housewife shows and I have friends that are like, oh my God, I cannot believe that. I, I don't care. And I have other people that say, oh my God, I love it too. So I only, there are only a couple that I like. I only like the New York Housewives show and Beverly Hills. Don't ask me why. I shouldn't say that. No, I also enjoyed Miami. 
It just came back after several years. I thought I was going to like Dubai, but I didn't so much. Why am I mentioning that? I'm mentioning that because there is a woman on the New York Housewives. Her name is Carol Radziwell. And at the time of the last time I saw the show, when she was on it, so it's several years ago, she was 50. And Carol just exuded sexiness and sensuality, owning it, loving her body, being proud of her body. She would regularly, and this is not for everybody, okay? I'm talking about for me. She would regularly wear like lacy tops where you could see the bra underneath or blouses like unbuttoned really, really far down. And every time I would see her, I would be envious. I'd be a little triggered. And I would say, I wish I could do that. Why don't I do that? Why can't I do that? Why don't I do that? But it was a trigger that I was aware of. I've done enough work on myself to know that it was a trigger that was not unfamiliar to me. I wasn't surprised by the trigger, I should say. But I also was like, you know, I get one life. Why? And I just said to my husband the other day, isn't it interesting? So now I'm 30 some pounds heavier than I've ever been in my life. I've mentioned that a few times. If you're a new listener, there's a story behind that, but it shouldn't matter what our weight is, right? But for me, I feel less confident in the way I look than I ever have. And five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, in my mid-40s, I felt amazing. I was really proud of the way my body looked. And I couldn't dress the way Carol Radziwell did. Never could have done it. Nope, couldn't have done it. Some of it is triggering old like sexual trauma, but some of it is really just that I wasn't comfortable in my skin. That's how you also know that true confidence, like the deep, deep, deep rooted confidence has nothing to do with how we look. Hello, body dysmorphia, right? But do you look at anyone out in the world, the real world or the social media world? And do you say, man, I love that. Man, I want more of that. So I was thinking about this chat with you and I pulled some cards, or I shouldn't say that, I pulled a card from a really powerful deck that I have. I love this deck. And I specifically asked for guidance about my like career path, like my life path with regard to passion projects, creativity, quote unquote career. And I say quote unquote career because I don't really have a career. I'm a podcaster, but this isn't something that I've monetized at this time. Anyway, I was asking for guidance around that, specific guidance. And it's interesting because the card I pulled, of course, was about that. And it made me think of you. And it made me think about, okay, I am definitely holding back on and off social media. You might say, you're not hiding. You've got a top 100 podcast. You talk to people all over the world. But you don't see me, do you? I don't do video. It's not because I don't, I'm worried about how I look. I want to keep hiding. I, I admit that it's easier for me to do this when you're not looking at me. And so I know I'm hiding in that regard. And I also was thinking about, you know, why I can't write this book. Why is it not happening? I think there's some hiding there. But I was also thinking about how I am on social media. On one hand, I can't stand social media, right? On the other hand, I love it. I've met so many of you on social media and I've learned from so many people. And I love Instagram way more than Facebook. This is a tangent, I know. But Facebook is like, looking at my kid friends' um, pictures of their kids and it's nice. Instagram is where I consume information and I learn and I grow 
and I get inspired. I really get inspired. I don't think I follow any of my real life friends on Instagram. I follow people on social media, some of them who have on Instagram who have become my friends, but it's because they inspire me and I, I want to consume their content. Why do I tell you that? Because when I was thinking about this whole conversation, I was looking at myself and saying, it's, I don't think my listeners know that, and this is where I'm going to out myself. There is something called oversharing, but there's also something called authenticity and vulnerability and they're best friends. And I'm going to be authentic and vulnerable here because I know that you can relate to this. And I want you to know that here I am talking to you in this microphone and you're listening and you might think one thing of me, but it's, it's a way to remember that you never know what's going on behind the scenes with people. Okay. Everybody has shit. And I've got bigger piles of shit than this, trust me. But about this, I really hold myself back. On one hand, I just don't really want to post on social media. On Instagram, I like being selfish and learning, you know, and consuming and just using my little Instagram account as a podcast business card. But if I'm really honest with you, I'm holding back. I'm playing small. I'm hiding. I'm not shining my light brightly. On one hand, I've got the story of who am I to do that? Yes, I'm a certified coach through a really great institute. It's a big deal to be able to say that, but I've never done anything with it. Yeah, I have a lot of experience and life's wisdom, but a lot of people have more than me. Who am I to go on there and like share some of the things that I'm inspired by and that I want to share? I'll just sneak over to my podcast and say it into a microphone in private. And if people want to listen, they can listen. So that's truly why you don't see me doing much on social media. So this is a long roundabout way of getting to another point. And that is that if you feel stuck or you feel paralyzed or afraid to move forward, to express, to create, to show your talents, to declare what your zone of genius is, I'm going to give you another reason you might be doing it. Remember I said that everything goes back to childhood. Everything goes back to trauma. Everything does. And remember, trauma isn't something that happened to us. It's our perception of any experience whatsoever that was too much, too soon, and too fast for our little nervous system. It doesn't matter what it was. Our body perceives it as trauma, okay? It fits that category, too much, too soon, too fast for our nervous system. So another reason you might be not shining as brightly even when you're in a store, in conversations, lunch with a friend, at a party, at work, on social media, in your relationship, in the bedroom, even as a mother or a father, in your career that people might already think you are really good at and respected for. One big reason we do that is that many of us don't realize that back, back, back when we were little kids, if there was a pattern in our family, and this is true for most of us, where we protected ourselves to keep ourselves safe by playing small, by being quiet, by not expressing ourselves, by being invisible. Or, this is the big one, this is the one that's going to blow you away, I think. What if when you were little, it wasn't anything about keeping yourself small and not expressing yourself, etc., as far as not shining your light, but what if you just didn't feel safe in general? Maybe not consciously, but your little nervous system didn't feel safe. Your little nervous system felt a lot of too much, too soon, too fast. Your little nervous system heard your parents arguing or you noticed that if you behaved a certain way, you'd be rewarded or you'd get attention that you never get. 
or your parents wouldn't argue or your sibling wouldn't be mean to you. And so you did that over and over again and you learned that behavior and that pattern. And now you are a big girl or a big boy in an adult body with real life adult responsibilities and roles and problems. And you can't figure out why you won't go live on Instagram. You can't figure out why you won't get your real estate license. You can't figure out why you won't bring up your idea in that meeting. You can't figure out why you hold back giving your opinion. You can't figure out why you're guarded in the bedroom. You can't figure out why when you go out, you want to wear this outfit, but you wear the other one. You're like, you know, this would look really cool. I like this, but people aren't wearing that. People don't wear that in this town. People are going to think X, Y, Z. The reason isn't because when you were a kid, you had that same experience. You couldn't wear this. You couldn't wear that. You couldn't speak up. No. Remember, your nervous system speaks one language. It's because when you were a child, the pattern was if I go left or right, or if I get out of this box, or if I color outside of the lines, or if I anything, it's not safe. I won't get treated the way I want to be treated. I won't get any attention unless I do X, Y, or Z. So you're, I keep saying your little nervous system. I've never said that, but it feels really appropriate in this conversation. Your little nervous system from when you were little is the same nervous system that you have now as a big person. And when you go to make that post on social media or take that class or sign up for that business or whatever, your little nervous system may not have experienced that before, but it has experienced if I zig instead of zag, it's not safe. And so that's why you're hesitant. That's why you feel stuck. That's why you can't write the book. That's why you start to do something on Instagram and you're like, yeah, I don't think so. That's why when you choose your lipstick color, you go for the neutral color instead of the bold red that you really want to wear. That's why you have your hair like everybody else. That's why you paint your house all of the vanilla colors like everyone else. That's why you don't do video when you have a podcast. That's why you hold back when spirit is moving you to share something and you don't. That's why you hold back in telling anybody, let alone the world, that you're good at something. I saw a new Instagram account and a friend of mine shared it with me because she thought I would like the way she stacks her jewelry. And I became obsessed with consuming her reel, her reels, I guess they're called, the videos. And it's just so fascinating because I found myself getting a little triggered. And the trigger was, why don't I do that? Like I have a lot of wisdom and a lot to share and great ideas and great advice. I built a huge business. I've gone through so much childhood trauma and divorce and single parenting and blending families. And I have been working with some of the best coaches in the world for a few years. I have so much I could fucking share outside of the podcast. Why don't I feel comfortable doing that? Her advice is so basic and vanilla. I'm not trying to tear her down. I'm making a point. Her advice is spot on. But my point is that when I see her, you know, she's giving style advice, but then she'll start giving life advice. And the the line over and over again is, because you're worth it and you can do hard things. First of all, she's right. And I get it. And I applaud her. And okay, so people are devouring her content, including me, for that advice. You can find on a t-shirt anywhere. That's not what they're there for. 
It's not the advice. It's her essence. It's the I'll have what she's having. And that's what her whole movement is about. Her deciding that for her, whether people freaking like it or not, she realizes she feels better when she looks better. It's good advice. People clearly need to hear it because they're applauding her right and left saying, oh my God, that's the best advice ever. She's making a difference in people's lives and she's having a blast doing it. And she doesn't care. This is my medicine for sure. She doesn't care what people think about what she's wearing. I, I in the past, guys, I've actually said to people, you know, one of my favorite secret talents and, and, and things I enjoy is designing, like interior design. And I would say styling, not interior design so much. I, there's a lot I don't understand about that, but like design, like I am a fan of style and design. And I've had many friends say to me, you should like do that. You're really good at that, Jill. You should do that. And I've thought about having episodes on that and creating a brand around it. And it would be so much fun and I'm good at it and I like it. I have said the same thing about style as far as clothing, but then my little nervous system says, no, 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 no. This is not safe. No, 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 no. Remember, if you do that, that's going to be too much and people aren't going to like that and you need to tone yourself down. And by the way, you're not a stylist. You did not go to school for that. And you're not an interior designer. You did not go to school for that. And there are millions of people out there doing it and they're better. So just let people follow them. So that's why I haven't done it. And then I see this account. I'm like, I'll be damned. She's someone who says she's a style enthusiast. Well, so am I. So when I saw that, it was triggering, but triggers are such an invitation, right? It was a beautiful invitation. I was like, you go. Yes. I mean, yes, yes, yes. And I'm, I'm so inspired and it caused me to think more about myself. Why am I hiding? Why do I downplay? Why do I do this? Why do I say things that are smart or funny and I give other people credit? I literally will lie and go, oh yeah, I heard that from somewhere. Yeah, it was me. I said it. I'm the somewhere. Have you ever done that? I do it a lot. Another confessional. It's weird, but I do it a lot. Yeah, someone wise once said, like, yeah, it was you, Jill, but you don't want to tell anyone it was you. So what do we do about it? (laughs) What do we do? Well, you know this show, it's all going to go back to talking to our little girl or our little boy, breathing, loving ourselves, surrendering, asking for guidance and wisdom around this. And one conversation can be, of course, I don't do that. It's okay that I don't. It makes sense. Looking at, at that from childhood that I'm aware of, of course, it makes sense. And I get to decide if I'm going to let that rule my life and my future or if I'm going to change it because I can keep playing small and still have a great life or I can stop playing small and go back to that little boy or little girl and give them everything they didn't get when they were little. And if you've never worked with a coach and you've never done any of this stuff, it's going to sound so weird hearing it. But most of you listening, you are listening because you're on that journey and you do that inner work. But every coach and expert I've had on the show, if you go back and scroll through and you consume their content, or you sign on for coaching with them, or work with them, or do anything that they share, you're going to know how to do that, okay? This is is not a podcast where all my solo episodes, I do a lot of coaching and going through, or I don't do any coaching, but I don't do a lot of teaching. I do some, but not a lot of teaching of how to do A, B, or C. I talk about the why behind it, and how it manifests and shows up in our lives. 
But if you're wondering how specifically to go back, go to those other sources. And if all you do is just close your eyes and get quiet, put your hand on your heart center, your other hand on your belly button, you do some breathing and you ask yourself, when did I not feel safe when I was little? Or you say to that part, to that little girl or boy, when did you not feel safe? Why do you not want me to X, Y, or Z? Why do you not want me to take that job or to make that post or to get that haircut or to say how I really feel or to wear those shoes or to move to a different city or to start dancing? Why are you afraid? Why don't you want me to do it? I am telling you, you will get an answer. It may not be in that moment, but you will get an answer. And you can keep just having a conversation with that part of yourself without judging. You know, have you heard the saying, I'm sure you have, that you can't heal a wound with the same sort of like poison that caused it. So if you didn't feel safe as a child, if you did X, Y, or Z, you can't then turn around as an adult when you look at this and to make yourself wrong. Because that's the whole reason you feel that way to begin with, is you felt wrong for being yourself. You felt wrong for feeling what you were feeling. You felt not good enough or not enough, etc. So you have to look at this with nothing but love and compassion. You can't look at it through the lens of, I'm going to correct this behavior. I'm going to fix this shit. That's a very, very, very aggressive and unhelpful way of going about it. It just, it just flat out won't work. It's going to make the problem worse. It's like gasoline on a fire. Instead, go over to the fire. Enjoy the warmth and observe and ask it some questions. There's also the theory of, you know, the whole fake it till you make it thing. There's also the theory of just freaking taking action and making the post or signing up for the thing or wearing the shoes and just putting yourself in the uncomfortable realm of expressing yourself fully, sharing your gifts, being willing to be really good at something publicly, whatever it is. There's also that approach where you just do the damn thing and you are uncomfortable and you kind of sweat through it. However, if you do that, you've got to recognize what's going to come up. There's going to be a part that comes up that wants to what some people call self-sabotage. And it's really just a protective part trying to keep you back and keep you small to protect you and keep you safe. So if you just push through, like I was talking to someone today about working out and they were like, you know, I can't, I can't figure out why I have this block and why I don't, don't eat right and I won't, don't work out. It doesn't make sense to me. And they were saying, you know, I was talking to my coach and my coach said, you know, why don't we just get you moving every day? Right. That's great advice. And when we do that, our protective part is going to get very loud and say, uh, 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 I'm going to injure you. Uh, 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 I'm going to, you know, maybe cause you to wake up during the night or maybe you'll have, you know, a little anxiety or whatever. So when that comes up, you can just give it love and go, oh, there you are. There you are. I see you. I see you. And then have that conversation then. What do you need? Why are you afraid to have me shine? Why are you afraid to let me step out and truly find, discover, and share my gifts? So you can either do it before or you can just push through and get out there and be and then have that conversation when the sweating or the anxiety or the self-sabotage pattern comes up. So as we always say, at the end of every show, don't forget to and remember to and remind yourself to breathe, to love yourself and to surrender. What does that mean? Surrender to this whole process. Surrender to the healing. 
but also surrender to the fact that life gets to be good and fun and exciting and juicy and abundant. How about surrendering to that? Surrendering to the idea that you get to be your fucking self and you get to be loud and proud about that. While you're figuring that out and remembering, you get to express yourself, you get to share your talents and your gifts and discover what you really enjoy and what you're really good at and share it unapologetically. Okay, thanks again for listening. And I'll be back with you again next week.